ይጽጠው ተደጋጋጅ ብዙ ስለዚህ ዳይሬክተር
The mystery of the Bermuda Triangle finally be close to being solved. Experts have theorized that the area's high concentration of magnetite could be causing interference with the Earth's magnetic field, leading to weather anomalies, dangerous algae growth, and problems with navigation. If that's the case, then the issue lies much deeper than the ocean's floor. It lies at the very core of our planet. And according to geophysics professor Dr. Justin Revenal, a potentially catastrophic magnetic shift is happening there right now. My interest in the Earth's magnetic field began when I was in college. Because of a big solar storm, the northern lights moved further down from the poles than usual. And I thought it was amazing, and as a result, I kept tabs on the magnetic field for the rest of my life. What it's doing right now is unusual. What it's doing is moving and it might be taking the Bermuda Triangle right along with it. So here we're looking down on the north pole of the planet. Geographic north lies right there. And shown in the colored dots are the position of magnetic north over time. We start down here in 1900, moving steadily northward slowly until about 1990, at which point it started moving much more quickly. At the present day, it's moving at a rate of 35 miles per year to the northwest. And if that motion continues, it'll cross the Arctic Ocean and work its way into Russia. The question is, if the Bermuda Triangle features a deadly magnetic anomaly, how might it be impacted by the planet's magnetic shift? The average person has no idea that magnetic north is moving. Why should they? You can't see it, you don't feel it. That affects the navigation of ships and airplanes. It's a problem that sounds a lot like what could be happening in the Bermuda Triangle. Except now, it's beginning to occur on a global scale. These changes are requiring us to update maps and software to accommodate the shifts in the poles that are necessary to make sure that GPS compass-based navigation continues to be accurate. But according to Dr. Revenal, there could be even greater consequences for life on Earth. The Earth's magnetic field acts like a force field, if you think about the 
Star Trek the USS Enterprise, and it would be shot by lasers and photon weapons would be deflected away from the spacecraft. Star Trek didn't pull this out of thin air. Our planet's magnetic field is protecting us from space weather, solar radiation, solar winds. But they reached the Earth and pulled it first. They could shut down electrical grids, gas and oil pipelines, cellular and satellite communication, television, aircraft flights, and potentially other things that we haven't even thought about. It won't happen overnight, but we are seeing signs that it could happen rather soon. Scholars like Dr. Repina are currently trying to identify all of the issues that a magnetic shift could cause. After that, they'll still need to convince governments, private companies, and engineers to shore up our infrastructure before it's too late. As for the Bermuda Triangle, if it is moving northwest as we propose, thankfully it remains an isolated area, just 500,000 square miles on the surface of a nearly 200 million square mile planet. But if we don't plan for the future, the entire world may one day become a Bermuda Triangle, a place where safe navigation of the seas and skies can no longer be possible. The search continues. This is Fort Lauderdale. MT-28 to Fort Lauderdale, do you have a fix yet? The myth of the Bermuda Triangle began on the 5th of December, 1945, when a group of five aircraft mysteriously disappeared. Everything is wrong. Even the ocean looks different. Flight 19 was a routine training mission of five Avenger torpedo bombers. The three-seater Avenger was the U.S. Navy's top ship and submarine killer. It could carry up to 2,000 pounds of ordnance and had a range of 1,000 miles. The Avenger was robust and reliable. The doomed Flight 19 left Fort Lauderdale at 10 past two on a clear winter's afternoon. Four hours after they took off, they vanished into thin air. Fearing the worst, the naval air search rescue plane took off into the darkening skies. 20 minutes later, at 7.47 p.m., the rescue plane also disappeared. After a massive search, no wreckage was found. And nothing was ever heard from them again. Until now. Over the last 60 years, this mystery has sustained the wildest theories about what strange forces could be at work out here. Legend has it that the triangle covers the seas between Miami, the island of Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, an area of one and a half million square miles. Since 1492, when Columbus first sailed into the area and saw strange lights in the sky, the list of unexplainable disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle has grown. 
Get your buddy ass up, Miss Mona. Thousands of ships and planes have simply vanished. No warning, wash your cup, no distress calls, no wreckage. We have bigger one. Richard Weiner has written many best-selling books about these strange disappearances. We don't know our own planet. We know more about the moon. We're probably learning more about Mars than we know of our own planet. We know about the Earth. We don't know about the sea. The boatyards of Key West hum with stories about those who were lost in the triangle. Stories of giant sea monsters, cosmic time warps, spinning compasses, and holes in the ocean that swallowed ships have echoed throughout the world. Yet the disappearances continue. I would say there's some kind of a anomaly going on down there that we can't explain. Something that goes on down far, far below the deepest uh, rays, the last rays of sunlight, way down, there's something going on down there. The Bermuda Triangle, one of the deadliest stretches of ocean on Earth. But what if there were an even deadlier one? In the Pacific, there may be. Why was this massive state-of-the-art ship suddenly lost with all hands? Nothing could be done to say that. What happened to this aircraft that vanished without a clue? I think dimensions opened in this area. What deadly forces sent sailors to their doom? Really a terrifying experience for the world. The world's most powerful navy knows the dangers well. Did you hide the bottle because you thought we were going to finish it all in one day again? September 8, 1980. Carrying 150,000 tons of iron ore, the bulk carrier Derbyshire is 230 miles off the east coast of Okinawa. The Derbyshire is a gigantic ship, longer than three football fields, twice the size of the Titanic, only four years old. From stem to stern, her design is state-of-the-art. Anyone should have felt perfectly safe sailing aboard her. But some, like able seaman Peter Lambert, didn't. When I think came home, I'll leave you to talk about the people Reluctantly, Peter signed on for one more voyage to earn enough money to get married. He was 19 years old. But his wedding would never take place. On September 9th, the Derbyshire and her entire crew disappeared. It was the largest British ship ever lost at sea. And no one could explain why. 
Intrigued by persistent reports of mysterious disappearances, some have searched for patterns that might solve the enigma of the Devil's Sea. Some claim that when plotted on a map, the missiles form a triangle, but that's only the beginning. The triangle of the Devil's Sea lies on the same lines of latitude as another infamous stretch of ocean on the other side of the world, the Bermuda Triangle. Could this be more than coincidence? Could the Devil's Sea be another Bermuda Triangle? Or a deadly Bermuda Triangle? There are those who think it might be. Author and expert in paranormal phenomena, Professor Junichi Naoi has controversial theories about why so many ships disappeared in the Devil's Sea. <laughs> there are many possible answers for this. Basically, I think some of the tankers sank because of the condition of the sea. Because these incidents happened in seas which could be rough or because of storm. However, if these tankers had just disappeared, I would say they might have gone to another dimension. You spoke the whole split by yourself? Because... Our entrance to this other dimension mm -hmm. opens from that area. Right in. Dismissed Professor Yahweh's theories of science fiction. But in the Devil's Sea, ships keep disappearing. January 2002. The 
MV Linche, a Chinese freighter with 19 crew on board, Yo, you fails to arrive at the Japanese port of Kagoshima. Hello, 
or L O A D, sorry. My name is Marla Grayson. You've had amazing success. What's your secret? Harry's my secret, Peter. I'm just someone who cares. The court is appointing me to be your legal guardian. What? You have to come with me. She forces them into the home. Uh -huh. There's two types of people in this world. Predators and prey. I will finish this one for you, but then you're gonna be like, Where's my road? Should I kill this bitch? Let me take her hair back. On Larry King now, Seth MacFarlane, Hollywood's million dollar man, its highest paid writer. Make like $35 million. I guess so. that's what I read in the paper. Like Blowing box office records with his like movie Ted, to finish. opening up in a frank and personal yeah. way you haven't that's seen something. before. Yes. Yes, sir. More than that. Huh? Plus, he lets me in on the secret to drawing Stewie. That's all ahead on Larry King Now. Welcome to Larry King Now. Seth MacFarlane is one of the funniest people I know. And I'm happy to have him as the first guest on my new show. Recently, I had him over to my house for a conversation where we talked about his life, his comedy, his career, and of course, his record-breaking first movie, Ted. And how did you come up with this insane movie of a talking teddy bear who smokes pot, has sex with women, and has a filthy mouth? How did you come up with that? This is not even you know, um, what is this? I, I, Talking animals are part of the course of the ambition business, so it seemed like a, a, an easy so treatment to do. There's, there's something fascinating to me about, uh, and this is something that Jim Henson and Gary Larson both did so well. There's something inherently funny about animal characters that are treated in as mundane, realistic, and human way as possible. I, I, I never kind of, I, I never really went in for the gimmick of the animal can talk, but only this guy can hear him, or only the kids can hear him, or only his best friend can hear him. The way Henson did it always cracked me up. You watch those Muppet movies with Kurt and Fazier, they're working for a newspaper. Why didn't you get this story? You know, if there was a jewel, jewel robbery. That's, that's me right there. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's not um, 
my God, that frog can so talk. So you were fascinated with the idea of animals being Be part of a scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same thing that Gary Larson did, you know, the, the you, had, you, had, you had the far side, you had the cow that's named Warren living in suburban <laughs> homes, you know. It's, and the idea of, of, of the teddy bear, if you're it this way, it was very appealing really at this point in time when we now have the technology, thanks to Cameron, to Avatar, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, to, no one's ever really utilized. Uptown girls. See, it's not for you. Uptown, Uptown. Oh my god, Uptown girls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right now. What do you mean you're busy? Can we stop by later? 
What part of business don't you understand? Huh? I don't got anything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Spider spaced her shit off again. 
know, but if he doesn't find the shit, he's gonna have to cut for another 500 bucks. Keep your eye on him. I don't trust that bag anymore. Yeah. How's my baby doing? I'm okay, baby. I just can't wait to get back to the room now. No, I can't wait to lay in the yard and take out of your life. I love you, baby. If it's the same April, I think it is, then we work together. We do this. Same
with, with, with some of her own personal stash, it's not going to be her own personal stash. Yeah, there's this guy here named Ross, and he's got a car. What kind? Bobo. What color? Brown. All right, bring him by, and you tell that little insect that I said to chill the fuck out. He's a man. Few people have what this guy has. He's like a gold mine. I'll talk to you later. I love you. Hi. Uh, so, uh, cool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> get back here and fuck me, you bastard! Go over there! 